Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Excellent. I've got a question for you. Okay. Would it be a net good or a net bad if secrets went away? Oh, that's a, uh, so initial reaction is, uh, living out loud. Yeah. Is a good thing. Um, and second reaction is, um, after having read a book called Sapiens. Oh, is it um, good? Oh, it's really good. I gotta read it. Um, and just a couple of other things that have just been coming up lately, emphasizing that we're social animals, like, um, social beings, like, um, I, we just watched a movie called, uh, Passengers with, um, J-Law and Chris Pratt, where they're on a spaceship, you know, on a 120 year, you know, cryo freeze trip to right. another planet. Uh-huh. And, and he unfreezes early and pretty much has everything he needs on the ship, but it's like, He's alone mm. and that's definitely not good enough and that just completely lands as a concept in a major motion picture that of course that would be intolerable to be alone like mm. that mm. um so this is a long way of just saying the second thought about us being social i think part of being social is gossip and part of being participants in gossip is secrets mm. and secrets and gossip help to solidify intimacy between people um and a sense of trust mm, interesting. Um, so, so i guess on on the my first thought was just like well are you like is the are the secrets intended to have to facilitate two separate lives for you um where you're keeping this one part of your life separate from everybody else that seems bad for a whole host of reasons uh, and then the, but then the second one seems like we'd be like maybe cutting off our ability to uh, like a very, it would be really hard to reverse and replace that gossip secret fact mm. that, that helps to bring us all together and then rip us apart. Well, against other people, right? <laughs> gossip is like you and I will get closer talking about them. Yeah. Right. So the, the other thing that, so that raised a couple of points that I didn't even think of, which were, uh, are you, so there's a lying thing here, which isn't what I'm saying, right? It's not exactly the same thing. Although I think keeping secrets might be like on the spectrum of, of violence. I think secrets is right there on the doorstep. Lying is a type of violence and, you know, in the emotional violence and up into physical violence. And if secrets feels like a, a, a minor violence against the other party. I can't place... Secrets are lying on a violent spectrum, but I understand that people are doing that in, in ways that I'm maybe not as sensitive to as I should be. But I do, I do wonder though, because I, I think I started conflating secrets and lying, and I wonder if you can have one without the other. Mm. Well, the the other thing that comes up, especially I, I I think especially in the United States, or at least in the first world, is privacy. So is is it's this, you know it's not a secret how you know cooper came to be born <laughs> but i wouldn't want to do that in public you know it's like is that a secret like is privacy a secret i wasn't thinking of it like that because i'm i'm i don't you know it, or is it um yeah i mean i went to a very personal level with it yeah um, like imagine and, it at, at the nation state level <laughs> at the nation state right. or the corporate level secrets are not allowed at the corporate level so do you remember being up in at um the Smith's compound in Vermont mm. and having a pretty heavy debate with, um, with Ben's brother about 
you know, before I had gone in, into public service about um, the executive privilege and how to me it was just like uh, just patently obvious how bad that is. And he was saying, no, like executives need to be able to have, you know, the free expression of ideas from subject matter experts without those subject matter experts being subject to public scrutiny. Um, oh, that's an interesting way to put it. And so in that, like in that scenario, I was like just hammering away from a place of great ignorance about like, you know, how As one that does. should all just be transparent, you know, like, yeah. like radical transparency, like you see in the movies with NASA, you know, how like NASA has cameras running in their operations center all the time. Like I don't have that at work, mm. you know, mm. and I think that they have a very narrow window for disclosure of, of, um, events. And that kind of radical transparency almost, I feel like in the movies, it makes what happens with NASA mundane, like so that people don't actually pay attention to it anymore because it's all out there on the table. You know? hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. I, I like part of me wants to say like the, you know, it would, it's, it's impossible to imagine a transition to like a fully transparent, you know, like liar, liar, that movie where, you know, Jim Carrey can't lie or there's even like a Gravity Falls episode where Uncle Stan can't lie. And of it course they're nice to you. You've got huge breasts. <laughs> I can't, right? Everybody's like, so nice. Yeah. You can't, and, and it's, um, it's unbearable. I mean, it's of course it's done for comic effect, but it does feel like it would be unbearable. So, well, we are getting into the lies, lies version again. Like it's, um, and, and like it, this is, so if you were, if you had a, a child that was a robot and you had to program in like a, a rules for social conduct, it would be so very difficult to be able to uh, communicate what the rules are for, for lying. You know, right. Tell the truth. Right. Like tell the truth, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you don't like the food at your grandparents' house, tell them you like, it. you know, yeah. uh, it's, but I don't want to veer off from where you're aiming. It, I think, I think secrets are on that spectrum. So the, the thing, I, the violence thing came from, uh, I don't know who I was listening to. It was probably Sam Harris, but he was talking about, you know, he's sort of a radical transparency guy. And, and someone asked him like, so you never lie. And he said, well, no, I mean, I would lie in a scenario where, you know, I was maybe being held hostage. And if I could do violence against these people, I would. So of course I would also lie to them. But uh, when I say violence, I guess, I guess the, it's more of like a destructive relationship behavior. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what is this? Mean? Um, but, but that's like very much in the eye of the beholder because oh. <laughs> in, in his, uh, this book is a, is a radical declaration about never lying. Mm -hmm. And it is impossible to imagine that he's doing this or that anybody could do this. But what he's, I think the core principle of this book is when you, in those uncomfortable situations where you use white lies to grease the social skids, mm -hmm. you're only preserving uh, a, a false relationship. And it's only through that kind of radical transparency that you would land on more authentic relationships. Like you're lying to people, you know, to, to grease the skids with them. You're keeping these people at, like you're withholding, you're withholding who you are uh, in anticipation that they won't like who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and therefore, like you're engendering a bitterness between. Well, I'm overstating it, but yeah. like you're keeping them at arm's get, length. Yeah, you're you're. Well, that I didn't mean it exactly like that. I meant it more like 
you're and maybe you're right maybe it is maybe that's a gentler truth to what it is but i was viewing it more as you're i'll say you're doing a violence to yourself because you're um you're presuming that you're you're making presumptions that you can manipulate your that that the person that you're working with or dealing with that they won't like who you are they won't like your will being put out into the world Mm. verbally or through your actions right and that's an assumption, number one. Maybe if you were honest with them, you'd find out they actually like who, who you are and what you have to say, and you'd have a more authentic connection. Or if they don't like you or don't like what you're saying, if unbalanced, that builds up enough where they don't want to have a relationship with you, like that's a person you shouldn't have a relationship with. Right. But again, this runs counter to the whole social component and the networking component of like either our professional lives or our social lives where... You don't necessarily want to quickly chop people out that are incompatible with you. Um, and maybe there's some interest in in hiding a little bit of, of who you are along the way in the interest of having a broader reach socially and professionally, I guess. But mm. it, sound, it, it sounds gross coming out of my mouth, but I think that is what we do. Right. I think that is what we do. But when you actually lay it out like that, it seems a little, it seems um, maybe more than a little uh manipulative you know like i wouldn't say nefarious because it it's kind of like it's kind of like the it's hard to separate the switching to that with how would it work if we were already switched to it switching to it seems impossible switching to it seems like world wars but you know did we just develop in this way or could we have developed in a way where everyone was just radically transparent at all times and it wasn't it wasn't even perceived as like a a hurtful thing to do or it just seems so normal like have you ever have you ever had you you probably have friends or family where you're like well you always know where you stand with him or her and it's meant in a good way it's like you know they're they're sort of you know maybe have sharp elbows or they're rough around the edges or they don't pull any punches or whatever like i i don't think you need to be a jerk about you know that you can deliver you can deliver the truth without being aggressive or mean or potentially you know it's like oh you know this just you know, if the, the grandparents' food example, it's like, oh, it's just not my cup of tea, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, like soggy, overcooked macaroni cheese, just not my thing. <laughs> Do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit with um, Joe Montana? Mm, no. He, he, it's like the skit was based on like the people, like it starts off, it's like Joe Montana and his roommate live together and uh, <laughs> they're, they're just, they're taught, they're, talking just mundane about through the day but the way i think it ran was like the the roommate would say and i really hope joe's not going to be around tonight He's such a drag and then joe walks into the room and the guy's like hey man it's so good to see you god um and then the guy's date shows up and uh joe montana starts to head upstairs and they're like where are you going and he's like he thinks to himself i'm gonna go upstairs and masturbate and then he says i'm gonna go upstairs and masturbate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay yes yeah. so, so it's like um you know just the in, in living out loud um you know having like what would be wrong with joe montana saying like it's a great skit really yeah is an awesome it's skit. right that's right. the reason it's funny is kind of like the exact thing that i was thinking about it's like because it's so it would be so weird you know and that's yeah. like it's like that but, then it, but if you step back it's like you if you start to like it's it's almost bizarre how scared i'll just speak for myself how scared i am of being myself all all the time you know and and there's there's definitely 
I feel like there's like orbits, you know, of, of, of where the comfort gets more and more. But I just wonder even, even as, as I come into the most narrow orbit, mm. you know, am I fully out loud? I'm not, you know, no, so I it's, know. it's interesting to me. Yeah. And so but, the circles thing, it does, uh, it feels like, it feels like the nature of the relationship is a critical factor in deciding how secretive to be. And it seems like the more adversarial the relationship, the more secretive you would be. That's kind of where I was going with the violence thing. It's like the more, you know, if you're negotiating with, you know, an FBI agent and you've got hostages, you know, no one's going to expect everyone to be fully transparent. You know, it's an adversarial situation or like a, a really aggressive merger, you know, or an acquisition in a corporate sense uh, or negotiation, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's like, it's like at the state level, it's almost like you'd be giving up a really useful tool, secrecy. It's almost like you'd be giving up a potentially useful tool for negotiations or for resolving a situation in an adversarial scenario. But, and then, and then if you, if you imagine it as a spectrum, like for, from adversarial to just like casual acquaintance and you're like, you know, and, and the person's just like, you know, like the roommate, that's more than a casual acquaintance, but just like, um, someone doing something to you in line or in traffic or something and just being like, oh, whatever, I'm going to let it go. I'm, not, I'm just, you know, it's not a, I guess there's something, there's something, there's definitely, I think an, an escalation when you go from not saying something that would, I mean, is it a secret if it's not relevant to the other person? I guess not. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's where secrets really butt up against lies is errors of omission. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't want to lose the thought that you were saying before about like a tool at the, like at the policy level, like, and then so I was thinking like, you know, for negotiation and the, you know, the posturing around negotiation and what people do at a, you know, at a, a barter level in a market or, you know, between nations, mm. um, like the, it seems like radical transparency in those instances seems completely absurd in, a, in the context of zero sum. Like there's a pie and I'm going to get more of it and you're going to get less of it. And I would be a fool to be honest in, in the process. And, and maybe point. there's something tied to, you know, capitalism or uh, property ownership or something along those lines that makes it seem completely absurd to like eliminate that leverage. But it, it, could we imagine a paradigm where there's more of a uh, shared set of property, a shared set of resources, and then what would negotiation be about at that? Yeah, it wouldn't know? be one, right? That's a great point about the zero sum thing because, to, you know, speaking of Joe Montana, imagine if, or Montana, Montana's the actor, right? Um, yeah. Imagine if, like, both football teams knew the next play. Like, that would, would not even be fun. It'd just be like, it would take yeah. all the strategy out of it and all the surprise. What's your cybersecurity plan? You're going to publish is. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, in zero sum scenarios, it, it, uh, in a in a game where there's multiple tribes, it seems like each tribe is maybe entitled to have some secrets to gain advantage. But the more the tribe expands, the less appropriate that seems. Well, it's, when it turns into an infinite game, then all of a sudden it's about sportsmanship, not the Super Bowl. So in in a sportsmanship model, you wouldn't hide anything. You'd be like, "I want you to get better. I want you to help me get better." And like, you know, it'd be more of a, a coaching, That's mentoring a good point. type scenario. Yeah. So yeah. like, the secrets go way down. Right. Um, yeah, I get that question a lot from people, like consultants who are trying to build a business, and they're like, "You're know, like, well, I don't want to share my secret sauce." I'm like, "You need to share your secret sauce." Like, yeah, for, I, this comes up with uh, open source versus yeah, um, yeah, yeah, proprietary. Exactly. Right. 
So if you imagine, um, that was like the next place I was going to go was patents. Is those are not secrets, but it, it's like a zero sum. Um, but the proprietary process is secret, and that and that can, you know, knowledge is power. So like if somebody discovers some new way to create steel at a tenth of the cost, uh, then they're probably going to want to keep that secret. Yeah, I think we're coming down to something here where you know ca capitalism and and property mm -hmm. uh, and different tribal designations like really give rise to a necessity for mm. for secrecy. Like even in, in you know re Republican government, it seems like the government becomes its own tribe and makes decisions about what it needs to hold dear against its um, you know against the tribe of the public. Mm. You know, whereas in the NASA example I gave, I mean, I'm sure NASA in reality isn't like it is, or the, you know, deliberation that goes on, all, you know, that isn't part of that radical transparency. But it's almost like if if everything that I did day in and day out as a public administrator, like if I stood behind it and I really believed it, would I not put it on full display, you know? Right. Would, would right. some of it require a lot of explaining, you know, and a lot of, yeah, sure. But like, I don't feel bad about anything I've, ever done as a working for the public mm. but i've definitely done things that could be used against me by people that wanted to use it yeah, like taken me. out of context or right bad right, decisions right. that were made for the right reasons or something or yeah and that's within government let alone without you know so that ends up being very strange you know like again who's my tribe mm. who's and i don't mean to overuse the word tribe but like right. who's my unit of of um uh, where I, I feel like there's a shared interest to the point where Again, we have that trust, we have that intimacy, mm. right? Like bringing back to the beginning of the conversation, even kind of plays out in the public forum. Right. You know, if I trust you, I can tell you these things, but if I'm worried that it'll be used against me, um, and then there's that fine line, like is the secret there to protect me from an inappropriate attack, or is the secret there because I'm doing something that is wrong and I wouldn't actually think that the public would be in support of? Right, yeah, it's, it is super, it's like, shockingly nuanced like i figured it would be but now that we're talking about it it depends so much on like the the relationship with the person whom i mean it doesn't feel like a secret if the other person wouldn't care about it at all it's like so what um but with the assumption that the other person would potentially care about it and then whether or not you tell them makes it a secret or not but yeah that's right it's like you 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 don't have like you know what's the joke you know uh the only way to keep a secret is not to tell anybody so like anybody so right. if you have this like core circle of people who you can trust with your secrets, I think whether it's gospel or whatever, trust with your secrets, then it's like those people, you know, you're making yourself vulnerable to that group because for yeah. some reason you, you, you could be right or wrong, but for some reason you think it would be a bad thing to say to a broader community. So, but I will share it with this tighter community. So then that totally definitely build trust. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And reciprocity theoretically because then people trust you to share their secrets out of context or like you know there's definitely stuff i say around the house or just not even in front of the kids but like to erica that i would never say in like on twitter you know because she's got the whole context and i know that she's she um there's like uh you know we could You're be safe. having a, a, a conversation about some really um a hot button topic politics or society or culture or whatever and in order to have the conversation without walking on eggshells the whole time, you kind of have to like, I mean, I guess this isn't secret, but it's secret in a sense that I'd keep it secret from the broader public who maybe would, I mean, not the general public doesn't care what I think, but but there are groups of people who might care what I think that I would never share 
those because it's not relevant first of all and and second of all like you said it would it would just distract from other things i'm trying to do you know yeah totally i mean there are the it's it's about that sense of of safety Mm. and and uh i think maybe maybe that's what the secrets are all always about um is is uh the sense of safety because you're there's is it a secret if nobody cares no maybe not it's just something you're not saying but like if they're a secret it seems like if we were going to try and define it it would have to have some component that there's a a party to which you do not want that information to go yeah exactly like you're it has to be kept from someone right like whether or not you say it i wouldn't say if if you weren't keeping it from anyone but you just didn't never said it then i wouldn't i don't know if i'd really call it a secret it's like just something you never thought to say yeah, I mean, there is, I, I do think like if you, if, if it was a secret of one where I think it is damaging, you know, like if I had a secret about, uh, like a, a, just a blind hatred of people over seven feet tall, but I just never said it to anybody, just, but I, it's, it throws me into a rage. Like I really can't function as a parent when I'm around mm-hmm. somebody that's that tall. I just, I just <laughs> couldn't hate they just creep me out. I can't. I, what are they doing up there? Like, it makes no sense. I, I can't. I've never mentioned it to anybody because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. But by keeping that to myself, I feel like I'm doing I am doing harm to myself because I'm not reconciling the I'm not reconciling the issue, which is number one. Like, if that's who I am, I, uh, why can't I put it out there? Uh, OK. And for people to take or leave. Or that the idea that I'm suffering with is something that should fall under the scrutiny of others. So it, it's almost like this, um, like maybe we should be bringing up shame as part of the discussion mm, as yeah, well, right. where people live with these these components, uh, these these issues for which they feel great shame. Mm. And if they have them out, maybe they find that there's uh, like a, a hundred you know, million people on a subreddit that hate seven foot tall people and like they can find, band together your, and try and your, yeah. destroy them all. Uh, <laughs> It'd take twice as many. Yeah. It, but it then I'll be safer, up, right? Because then I find my community. I find my people. Right. And, you know, I mean, you could imagine people who have radical political views wanting to keep their identity secret or people who, you know, are in the closet in a, that that want to stay in the closet because they live in a place where they know that would result in physical violence and yeah so is that secret still or is that privacy i get but to your point uh it it seems like it would have in those sorts of scenarios it seems like it would have a really toxic effect on the individual and that they're um that they are going they could be stunting their the full expression of their life by yeah they're their what is it their self-actualization yes exactly thank you but but it's but to be you know I think the idea of it privacy versus uh, secrecy would be like good to explore more because I think that you could say well it's my secret to keep it's my privacy mm. but you know it'd maybe a conversation for another time but yeah. just to say like is that a legitimate viewpoint like mm. I'm I think my intuition is that it's not a it's a legitimate viewpoint but it's wrong it's unhealthy like the full expression of our will in the world is necessary to feeling good in the world and like if there's something being hidden like it should come it should come at a like that decision to hide it to lie about it to have privacy uh or to have a secret should should have a kind of a high bar i feel like yeah like it maybe should be a maybe it's maybe maybe if there's anything to be gleaned from this it would be like 
if you look at stuff you keep secret, maybe maybe it's just a habit, you know, and maybe there's some maybe there's stuff that you're like, oh, that's uh, this seems like it'd be pretty hard to do without a shrink, but um, but certainly someone you trusted to not judge you, you could probably um, one could explore the things that they think are secret because you you know the flip side is like flip side is like paparazzi putting a webcam in Brad Pitt's bathroom like like mm-hmm. it shouldn't you know that's he's not keeping a secret well what are you doing in there Brad yeah <laughs> you know and why what why aren't you why aren't you fully proud of your normal you know bodily experience yeah yeah like what are you hiding yeah it's like the then you but I think it, it is like really um compelling to think about like uh if you if, if for people that are feeling ashamed like is liberation a sense of relief and freedom is waiting on the other side mm. if if you're not subject to social violence right you know like like you were talking about that mm. that like you said it could just be a habit like you just were, were brought through a society that um is hypocritical in its teachings about lying and it's a really i don't know how you would i don't know how to tell a kid you know how to mm. how to navigate that but you don't have to because they navigate it every day yeah but then maybe they end up navigating it in a way that forms these habits like you're talking about of like, I you know what, I can't really be out loud about what's inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this, some of this stuff's like no laughing matter, but I think, I think the one that comes up just occurred to me when you're saying that one that comes up that I think is habitual and cultural and, and I think probably on balance, not a great thing, uh, is, is I think it's an American thing. I could be wrong, but that they won't, that they don't want to talk about money. They don't talk about money. And that seems like a really bad secret to keep. It's a huge taboo. Yeah. Right. It is a, it is straight up taboo mm-hmm. to talk with your, anyone, but your, your like spouse. Right. About where you stand with money. Yeah. Like imagine what radical transparency would look like about, um, investments and, and home finance. Mm. I mean, what a circus that would be to transition into that but it's nuts like pete and and uh rich and i were talking um uh this past weekend about it and started talking about this one um just whatever just like an investment thing and it's remarkable to talk about it with with your with people your age close friends Um, yeah it's it's bizarre there's a I, i don't know what it is but i think there's again it's like should i be should i maybe for me i think it's there's a component of like, am I ashamed of some of where I am with, with finances? Am I competitive about where I am with finances? Yeah. It certainly isn't zero sum. Like I'm not going to hurt them by, by like, if I, uh, you know, learn about some great investment from them, neither of us is any less well off. You know what I mean? It's, It's very, it's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's one of those ones that I feel is just ingrained and it's not real thought through. Um, but, with things that are like that, it's, it's hard to un, undo that. Don't you think that's a weird taboo? Super weird. I mean, it's, I mean, it, when you think about taboos, there's, it's like sexual taboos mm. and money, money. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's that's really crazy. weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's probably, I'm sure there are people out. I mean, this has got to be something that people are out there talking about. There's probably, probably, but anyway, you know, to keep it around the secrets thing, it's like, um, that does feel, that feels like an, an example that's kind of like in the, in a, in a, a zone where you could rationally be like, well, I think it would on balance. I think it'd be better if people could talk more about these things in a way that didn't like, that wasn't taboo, you know? So if you took that somehow took that away, that seems like a great example of a secret that would be holding people back. 
Um, oh, you know what I thought of that might be a reasonable thing around the finance mm-hmm. is for for people that are doing well, it may be that there may be an incentive to not talk about that because yeah, bragging. Then then do people start? And again, this comes back to like like ownership and property, right? And if if we all had basic income, we'd all you know, talk about money, like you know, wouldn't matter. Mm. But like, if you are you introducing a temptation for people that are close to you to ask you for your property by talking? Oh, yeah, that that too, right? And then what does that do to the relationship? <laughs> I mean, it's probably uh, it's got to have religious roots it has to i bet you anything it has religious oh roots. like a puritanical thing something i'll bet you it does i don't know but I, i'll look into it I, this was so uncomfortable for me yesterday it wasn't super uncomfortable i i shouldn't say it was so uncomfortable it wasn't that uncomfortable it was more remarkable to me that like i was out with uh, one of the kids last night and they were like you know would you sell the house you know because it looks like you could make like two hundred thousand dollars in the house and i was like how do you even know that <laughs> And it was, it was like, uh, it's public information, what right. the house is, is worth. And then I found myself kind of hedging on it and just being like, well, it's only worth that if someone pays it. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to dial, like dial down, like, why am I trying to dial down what, what Zillow is saying the house is worth? Like <laughs> what the heck? Um, like what, but it, it just, it felt like I particularly, it never, like we were talking about peers, but talking to your kids, like, I don't remember mom and dad ever talking about money ever ever no never i remember one time uh after they got divorced and before dad moved in where mom got into this i don't know where she must have read a book or saw it on donahue or something where she came home with like 30 of those little manila the tiny manila envelopes like the size of a you know credit card and i don't even know what she was doing for work and she might have been bartending and she had all this cat not a lot of cash but she had just cash everybody had just cash and uh, she was, you know, she'd mark all the envelopes like car payment, uh, life insurance. No, I'm sure she didn't have life insurance, but like whatever, you know, milk money, yep. uh, you know, these, you know, she yeah. painstakingly. Electric bill. Yeah, stuff like that. She t- painstakingly yep. organized it. And like I watched her put the money into each, you know, like $5.50 in here. And you put this much more in every day. And, you know, it said, as I recall, it had like the monthly amount was written that we had to get up to that monthly amount. And I was like, huh, that's pretty organized and now i know where i'm gonna get the uh candy money for case <laughs> well it was that I, I i don't think i i that is not something i wouldn't have thought but um <laughs> i did notice i feel like it was like the very next day she dipped into like one envelope for a different bill <laughs> i was like cause i remember thinking like why did you go through that like two hour exercise yesterday to mark those and to divide up the money all carefully and you had change and everything. And then like today, you're just like grabbing money out of envelopes. I got to go to work. You know? <laughs> if you're, if, if your mind, you know, is if there's a through line uh, from now to then, I would imagine your head just exploding at that point. You, you had a system. Like, there was a system. Like, <laughs> I'm probably not remembering it right. I bet you she wouldn't even, I'll ask her next time I talk. No, to I think you're remembering it exactly right. And you're probably also totally right that it came from a show because yeah. My best friend in elementary school, his his parents in the side table next to their bed had a set of envelopes for things. Oh, it was and a that thing. That was just yeah. That was mad money. <laughs> like that was oh it, we he would grab that money and we would go get Vachon Flaky Puff. Oh, I forgot about others. <laughs> yeah, and then he would make me do like uh, like degrading tricks to get the Flaky Puffs, but whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I gotta run because it's Cooper's birthday, and we're gonna do some candle blowing out and stuff. 
Yeah. Well, say hi to to, uh, to Coop and Maggie, and uh, see you guys soon. Cool. We'll do. All right. Good talking to you. Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye.